Hey, what's up, everyone? How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. Another week, right? We're making it to summer. We're making it to warmer weather. I hope you're surviving. You know, I'm starving for live music. You might be too. Maybe we'll see something this summer. Maybe I'll see a country band at a fucking park. At this point, I would take anything, honestly. Um, there's a lot of shows getting announced for the fall. I'm, I, I'm buying tickets to Furnace Fest in September. I hope that's okay with everyone. I'm going to buy tickets for Furnace Fest. One of the bands I'm in is Playing Fest in Gainesville, which is in October. At least we're slated to play. Uh, we'll see if it happens. I, you know, as long as everything's safe, they're not going to do these shows if they're not safe. So they got to try. The music industry is taking a gigantic hit right now. So, and I actually talked to that, uh, talk about that with my guest a bit today too, which was cool to hear. Uh, before we actually do get into today's podcast, I want to mention two things. One, if you don't know what Choke Artist is, it's a DIY label. I do these podcasts just to, you know, talk to people from the scene and talk to friends. We do a lot of math rock, mostly math rock, but some emo and punk and hardcore at times. There's some ska too. I'm sorry about that. I hope that's okay with you. But if you want to hear some of the bands that we've worked with, uh, you can click the link in the bio, which is right below. So check it out. It's a Spotify playlist. You might dig some shit. Other thing I wanted to mention is um, we have these dad hats. I have four left and they're going to be up in the web store. The link for that will also be in the bio. So there's four. There's actually three of these left because I'm going to keep this one. Uh, but I have three of these pink ones left. Probably get some more color soon too. But uh, we got a web store, so you can check that out. My guest today is singer-songwriter Kurt Travis. He's been in a bunch of bands. He's uh, currently in the bands Royal, Royal Coda and Pushover, which are both sick. He was in the band A Lot Like Birds. They were an Equal Vision band. And he also sang for um, one other band, uh, Dance, Dance Gavin Dance, I think they were called. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we became friends a while, like a couple of years ago. He took one of the bands I'm in, in Angles, a band I play drums for. He took us out on tour. He was managing us for a bit. We released our first full length through his label-esque records. So we, we talked a bit about that process. Um, you know, he's just a really solid guy. He's always like repped our band and helped push us to people. So if you've seen Kurt or spoken to him at a show, you know he's just like a genuinely nice dude who's just like loves being in bands and playing music and shit. So, and he's a professional. We talk about some of that too. Like he really brings his A game all the time. In addition, we talk about how the pandemic has affected his livelihood. You know, he's a touring musician, like a professional road dog. So, you know, it, it's a hard year for the music industry. We talked about some of the albums he's worked on, and we talked about the pros and cons of being such like a highly respected, influential musician. You know, the DGD fandom gets a little weird at times. You know, it's like uh, I don't want to say culty, or but it's pretty nerdy though. So, um, Tom, you know, I'm sure people kind of lose sight that he's just a dude, and <laughs> some of those you can see comments. You know, so, but you know, most people love Kurt. It was, it was really interesting to pick his brain about all these things. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it. I've got more guests on the way. I'm going to keep doing these. And if you've reached out about the podcast and told me you liked it, thank you. That's actually very cool to hear. I appreciate that. All right. So enjoy my talk with Kurt Travis. All right, Kurt. What's up, man? What's up, Joe? How you doing, bro? Dude, I'm good, man. It's good to actually talk to you face to face. It's been a while. 
<laughs> I know, man. I I wish I was uh, back at your uh, at your parents' bagel shop, dude. <laughs> the bakery, yeah, <laughs> I'm, man. I'm missing I'm missing those bagels, man. You yeah, know? we got New Jersey untouchable. New Jersey, New York bagels, <laughs> pizza. Official hot take. <laughs> it's one of the best things on tour is the food. You get to, get to yeah. try all the different stuff. Yeah, for sure. And um, just traveling around, meeting people, eating all the food. But yeah, yeah. it's been a, yeah. I, that tour that we, that you took us out in Angles out uh -huh. on was like six, five, six years ago at this point, which is oh crazy. God, dude. <laughs> I know. It's wild, man. We're but, due um, for another one, aren't we? I know. I feel like last time you asked and it was like September, October, and it was like my first year teaching. And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't tell my principal I'm out for two months. <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool though you'd be a pretty rad teacher i mean you are a rad teacher but that would be a very like badass teacher thing to do like yo principal man sorry dude but <laughs> gotta hit the fucking road dude yeah <laughs> me and my <laughs> rock and roll band <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no but uh seriously like before we get into talking like our in angles like owes a lot to you for like helping like you put us on to like a lot of people so like thank you for that man and like i'm I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad and, and I'm so proud of what you guys have done and even, you know, fucking choke artist. I mean, I, I, the, the shit that you've been doing with choke artists, like it's really, it's really cool. Thanks, and man. It's catching on. I've, I, I, I see it on Twitter. You know, I, I see it, you know, like you have a good little base, you know, I, it's, I, and, it's starting to make sense a little bit more, which is yeah. good. <laughs> And yeah. you, you've been, uh, dude, you've been at it. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, it, this is an overnight thing. Like you've really, and dude, uh, you have showed me bands that I'm stoked on. Like, dude, fucking lobby boxer, bro. Like yeah. that band is so good. Yeah. Holy fuck. And, yeah. and they've been playing for a while. I didn't even Long know. time. You need to see yeah. them live. You have to see them live. I need to fucking bonkers. I need to see them live. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. incredible. I show them, uh, you know, cause whenever you're in the van or whatever, you know, uh, I would, I, everybody kept being like, who the fuck is this band? I was like, dude, it's lobby boxing. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. I could show you some music. You've shown me music. Like, I mean, technically yeah. I think like I choke artist stole floral from like Esco. <laughs> <laughs> Right from under your no, nose. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that 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 worked out because you know I wasn't able to facilitate you know um, for for a few years there you know going through the divorce and everything it, it yeah like everything like totally uh, hit a standstill and we were going you know so hard and and everything and uh, I'm just happy that I had a part in um, them getting Arctangent Festival. Um, I had a part in uh, getting them the premiere for the Fecking Bahamas. Um, I had a part in like really, you know, uh, my name even back then held a little bit of weight. So it was like, oh shit, Kurt. Oh, I know Kurt Travis. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check this band out. And so I was able to do that for a few, you know, um, fucking Lemmix J Buckley, dude. I wish, I wish they were still a band. Yeah. And yeah. 
Brad's I, in a new band, uh, Sincerely. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I've, yeah, I've been talking to Brad, actually. Cool. Um, I think we're going to do some collabo shit. Hell yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, and the song's really dope, too. It, it definitely has a little bit of the Lemmix J vibe. Yeah. Um, Midwest emo type, like uh, noodly, twinkly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool man um do you ever talk to alex bozzi at all the drummer no i haven't heard from them in a long time yeah yeah i still i still um uh keep in contact with with bozzi and uh his brother is like this huge like singer i i I don't know i think he just goes by bozzi or maybe I'll, i'll have to check it out yeah yeah um but he's been like producing beats in la oh okay for like the last few years right on so he's not even in michigan anymore or anything like yeah yeah Um, i mean all all those that tour we did was a while lemix was a band like they broke up probably three four years ago at this point yeah but i i always did appreciate that you were willing to like kind of put your ear to the under because i mean like Dude, once your band gets a certain size, it's hard to find newer music, I feel like, unless they're brought, like, you would find bands that, like, you were on Warp Tour with or that you toured with, or but it's harder to, like, find bands through the internet, and, like, I always really dug what you were doing, and with Esk, and, like, just you as a person, like, you were always kind of looking for new music. You have to. You totally have to, because if, if you're not listening to new music, uh, or I don't know, I, I guess you can only listen to a, a certain type of music. But for me, I, I feel like the op- the opposites attract, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, just listening to a band like Lobby Boxer gives me inspiration, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, while I was recording uh, the latest Royal Coda, um, I was listening to a band called boyfriends have you heard of that band no there's there's no like uh there's no vowels so it's okay it's, and i think it's got a z at the end anyways but uh i heard that i heard that band because i was in the van with uh thomas Arak on that pushover scary kids and it yeah. wasn't even thomas that played it it was the backing basically the the band that we made pushover uh it's that band from chicago when we was kids yeah yeah you know those guys yeah we played at the wire and chris booked it and we played with uh when we was kids once and they're they're hella good yeah Yeah, they're really good chris lamb and 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 his boys yeah yeah uh but anyways i think uh i'm i'm gonna lose his name but it's the guitar player from when we was kids. He was playing, or no, it might've been the drummer from when we was kids. Anyways, one of those guys was playing this band called Boyfriends. Friends. And they kind of sound like Mars Volta a little bit. Um, and then another band I was listening to during the Royal Coda, like the new Royal Coda recordings was uh, uh, a band called Glow. I haven't G-L-O-E. heard that either. G-L-O-E. Okay. Yeah. And they used to be the singer used to be in a band called i think visitors from from utah they're all from salt lake okay and a lot like birds used to play 
uh, with fucking whoever we could play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but visitor, visitors played with us uh, in Salt Lake, uh, one of the tours. I, I don't remember. So was this all when you were doing uh, Compassion? Or, or the new newer royal we album. have we have a a new new album that i don't even know what the name of it is called oh, yet fuck. but Dude, uh I... yeah we have a new single and we have a new full-length album that royal code is sitting on right now fuck yeah man um, well yeah because there's that merge with uh blue swan and rise right so yes but all that and that's why the whole idola thing is like have you seen that online? Yeah, it's being held know. hostage. I, I saw them post some clips and they're so dirty. I can't <laughs> wait, man. It's going to be fucking sick. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That stuck. Yeah. They're in purgatory pretty much. We're all in purgatory. Because yeah. we can't release until Idola releases their album. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, sitting, we're sitting on a full-length album plus uh, a single and a music video to go with the single damn oh yeah it's yeah. tough it's tough um i've i've been listening to compassion a bit honestly and it's like awesome man. very very good out i mean everyone's such a ripper and it's just like it feels like you're all just doing what you do and it feels like very natural like that album i think is a good step like a progression from the last one yeah yeah i think uh the addition of of will really kind of makes this nostalgic thing but also has a, a newer element adds a newer element to it so that's that's what i'm really excited about and then uh we just got a bass player too um so this is the first album that uh sergio or will didn't play the bass because he oh cool will played the bass on compassion and Sergio played the bass on the, the self-titled, the first one that we put out. Um, and then this third record, we have uh, Stefan, Stefan Gotch. I think that's how he, he wants me to say it. <laughs> like Oshkosh Bagotch. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, Stefan is a fucking ripper, dude. He's, and so this new, the newest album that we're about to drop has him playing bass um versus you know sergio or will and it just yeah it just really has a whole lot more character cool man i i appreciate that band is like willing to take risks musically you know yeah yeah i um it's funny you say that because i think that our newest album like this newest material is probably the catchiest stuff like we kind of realized that that song becoming the memory was was really popular on that yeah, record yeah yeah so there's like three or four of those on this next record cool where it's like god damn this is exactly that formula you know yeah. what i mean nailing it um, yeah so lots of really lots of really catchy stuff Cool. I mean, there's some similarities of that track. And of course it's different, but like, I'd say that and like eternally forever or like the yeah. vibe and the, the vocal flow and, and the groove. And I mean, dude, yeah. Joe is such a fucking sick drummer, man. He's so he's, good. He's incredible, man. Uh, oh, God. and he makes it look so easy and he's an even better teacher. I think too. Like, I think the fact that he, he's got talent 
and obviously he has skill, but um, he really knows the the theory behind it. He can sight read music like yeah. Um, I've seen him like fill in for a country band, and they gave him sheet music, and he played the whole set basically blind and and didn't didn't fuck up respect and i was waiting for him to fuck up i was like joe fuck up you know like <laughs> you're yeah, i want to see this shit yeah like i know you're human fuck up I, I know, i've never <laughs> seen him make a mistake i saw him play when we saw a lot like birds in philly i saw him play royal coda i'm i think i might have saw him oh no i didn't see him play when you did solo but i've never seen him make a mistake ever <laughs> It's yeah. very efficient and just awesome guy. So this this new album, who did you record with? We did it with Chris Crummett again. Oh so man, same same guy as as the Compassion record, and obviously a bunch of other things. But yeah. yeah, how was it? I mean, that's like a dream guy to work. With. So in Angles, we actually reached out to him uh -huh. uh, for this new full length that we're doing now, and it was like, yeah. and he was like, we sent him the old stuff. He's like, guys, this is cool. I'd love to work together, and then just logistics wise like it's a dream for us to do it but we're still at the yeah. point where it's like you know save all your vacation days for when that you they really can and like yeah we couldn't yeah. make it work but i would love to work with that guy at some point man it's um for me i've worked with him so many times that uh it's it's a very comfortable place you know yeah. but even the first time i worked with him i felt really i felt like i was in good hands you know um was that for a uh, death star yes yeah cool. yeah so the the self-titled album um that has the death star on it uh was the first time i worked with him and even back then he was just i had never worked with somebody of that caliber um and to be honest with you i was kind of afraid to work with anybody else it was like kind of like what joseph errington does to a band if joe plays in your band and then you somehow lose joe well what do you do you're, you're shit out of luck is yeah it's what, what you do you're, you're just you're just fucked right well the odds of you downgrading are very high if he's your drummer <laughs> like chances <laughs> you, are you have to dumb some shit down right yeah uh, yeah i get but, that with chris yeah, because that album was like well received and then was happiness with him too it was okay yeah. yeah so and i think the only album that 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 dgd didn't record with chris crummett uh was i think acceptance speech okay um i think they recorded with uh fuck the dude that does lydia shit okay um i and and it's because Tillian's like good friends with him. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but yeah, Matt something. It's like Matt, not Goldman. I would Somebody, I wouldn't know. Yeah, he, it's it's a reputable dude. But yeah, yeah. And then they went right back to to Chris for like the last like four records or something. Oh, that's funny because the production on the newer stuff is different and it's really cool. I like I like it a lot, but I wouldn't have guessed it was still Chris. But yeah, I think they've done a lot of different things like um, like maybe they'll track somewhere, but they'll still send it into Chris. Yeah. yeah. Or the vocal or the vocals will still be done by Chris. 
or something like that. You know what I mean? He's still a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool that you guys have all had this guy you can trust with your music and his vision and like kind of collab. I'm I'm very stoked for New Royal Coda. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. another really really good producer is Mike Watts. That yeah. guy. I mean, I know you have uh, <laughs> uh, your well, own no. story with that That was guy. that was mostly honestly a lot of that was on us, like in hindsight. So. <laughs> But I, I know you've done some stuff with him in the meantime, and he's great. I mean, there's a reason he has that place. There's a reason people like to go there. Yeah. I mean, long story short is we recorded somewhere else. So the stems wow. that Mike got, he didn't know what to do with, you know? Yeah. The engineer yeah. who recorded us, he knew exactly what to do with those stems. Or, right. You know, because he records his own stuff. And people, people organize Pro Tools differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I now understand that, too where like, you know, you've got all your comp tracks or whatever. And I just didn't know. <laughs> I'm, I understand now what, what it was, but like back then I had no idea, like, why are they making me sing this like four and five times if I already did it well the first time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so the way that they organize those comp tracks can get messy. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, the, the way he works, like, there's a reason why people love working with him. You know? Yeah. I hope when you were there, he didn't remember us and didn't bring us up. <laughs> I hope it just never even was a thought. <laughs> I think I mentioned you guys and said, like, uh, because I was fucking livid, dude. Do you remember? Yeah, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, do you want me to talk to this motherfucker? Yeah. I will, I will straight up be like, I don't owe you a fucking red cent, you piece of shit. Like, I don't care who you are. And, and we had a, we had a good laugh about that. Like, good. okay. Because it, ne because it never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and we ended up, everything was cool. You know, it, it, you know, in yeah. the end, everything was fine, but I was, I was livid, you know, you guys, it, it, it totally from, yeah, from both perspectives, it totally made sense how it went down and everything was fine. But <laughs> yeah, he's a funny guy, man. He he's a little like no bullshit, which is cool. Oh, dude, he's from Long Island, bro. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's fucking true. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, and yeah. I love recording in Long Island too because you just—it's so different than yeah. California. Welcome obviously. to the East Coast, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's true man way different even yeah. I, I can't remember what your dad said to me when i when i was sleeping on your couch i remember <laughs> i was i was asleep on your couch and it was something like who is this who is this kid on my couch <laughs> <laughs> oh dad that's kurt travis yeah <laughs> yeah kid who are you calling kid your grandpa no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah. Dude. heavy concentration of italian americans over here i mean myself included you know right but, right yeah it's funny man <laughs> well yeah i'm glad i'm glad all the shit with mike worked out you know he's I, an I, awesome he's an amazing producer uh engineer uh he's one of those guys that you can give him one note and he'll make a whole song around and you're like oh my god you know what i mean like he's he's very hands-on yeah um i wish we had that experience with him because it, it was just us sending him stems yeah and then him doing yeah. what he could 
And then us going there and being like, yeah, we're not sure. And us, dude, we drove to Long Island. Like we get back at like 2 a.m. and go to work and be like, yeah, this is the album. And then, you know, know, what happened happened. It's funny now. We're also, we're still a band. We're still doing our thing, but it was just like, (laughs) it it was tough. That was a tough like couple months for us. I know. I know, man. And, and, uh, I had to like, I I had to cancel the tune core. Remember? Like I, I had to tan because it was already set. It was already like, it was already, it was, yeah. We're pains in the asses, dude. We, yeah, we were, we're pains. That's what I've come (laughs) like working with that, like in angles more. I just realized we're just like all over the place, you know, it's like, it's hard. So, you know, it's so funny too. Cause every time I tried to give you guys a tour, you'd be like, nah, we can't now. Sorry. And I'm like, dude, I got work. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I know like it's, it sucks. You know, I wish we could maybe one day when it makes sense. I mean, we could, there's, we could bang 10 days, but like, I remember you sent me like the Esk tour, which was, it was Lemix and it was, it was you, right? And I think I got and, Rome Hero Foxes on that too. Or? And a marionette did a leg yeah. of it as well. Yeah. And you, you sent me like 30 dates. I remember where I was when you sent me the dates. I was at my girlfriend's like uh, parents' house and I just saw like 30 like vroom. And I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way we could do this. <laughs> Unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I was still much love for always like having our back, dude. Of course, man. There's yeah. Like- I, I mean, it still to this day, like, you know, if you ever need anything, like I'm, I'm here, you know? Yeah, man. Um, totally. But I, I do kind of get in angles is pace. You know what I mean? A little more now. You it's, know just what the, it's just a couple of boys riffing and then every now <laughs> and then we'll play a show, but it's cool. Cause there's been like more organic growth. I don't yeah. think we could ever like really. No, you, you guys are killing it exactly how you're doing it. And, and, uh, you really didn't need my help at all. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you guys, you know, you guys had it, you know, I, I think just me keeping your name in my mouth and just, you know, just being that guy to spread the word. That's, that's all you really needed. Definitely helps. Definitely I always helps. looked at you guys and, and, and was just like, why isn't this band like the biggest fucking band in the entire world? I, it didn't make sense to me. I, don't, I mean, thank you, but I don't know for that. <laughs> that sick. I, a lot of it too, at the beginning, man, because you know, I, I played in punk. I still play in punk bands, but I was so like indignant to like a lot of things like stubborn DIY and like, sure. yeah. You know, so we're, we're finding our way. Uh, we're recording, a, we're recording a full life now. So good shit. Man. Who knows when it, when it will come out, but I'll send it to you as soon as we get the, the mixes and everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, um, Here's another thing. I'm 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 releasing the new Adventurer record on Esk. Awesome. And uh, you know, I, I gotta say they really stepped it up on this record. Um, and you know, I you know you have faith in your boys, right? You're like, yeah, they're they're gonna do good. And when you know when they hit me up for the money i was like yeah i i, I hope <laughs> i hope it works out you know but yeah. it, dude they really killed it um and i'm very excited for them um and uh we're going with the same publicist as uh a marionette's last release i can't i forgot what the the handle is right now but um 
Yeah, and they and they just did a music video and it was yeah. fucking sick. It's a, it's out on Thursday, right? This yeah, Thursday. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's out in like yeah. Less than that, that's when this episode's up. So if you're listening to this, oh, go check cool. go check out the new Adventure music video. Those are old friends. The first tour in Angles Day with Kurt was with Adventure too. So we all became very good friends on that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Did they got like a new member too, right? Well, okay, so it's J John Christie, Stevens. Steven's brother. Oh, okay. So it's almost as as if Steven like separated himself somehow. <laughs> because they, they play very they play very similar. Um and yeah, I've always told them, and it's so hard being a three-piece band. Uh, you know, even fucking Nirvana had a had a fucking you know fourth guy i mean yeah. just to fill out the fucking for sure you know just to fill out the chords um and make sure somebody's playing while you're busting the solo or something you know yeah um but yeah 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 i think there's still technically a three-piece but um four four dudes signed the contract so maybe they maybe they will uh incorporate him in like the photos and stuff cool. like that or it could be like he's Green... in the music video. He's in oh the music fuck video. yeah! Okay, so yeah. he'll be he'll be visible. It's not like Green Day with the fourth guy hiding behind a cab like, <laughs> and playing keys, dude. Block chords. It's not like that. That's so fucked up. Like yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you're playing, if you're plugged in and you're going through the speakers, you should be able to stand on stage. Right. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I would hope for at the least. A little bit of visibility, but you know, oh. I'm stoked to hear that. You know. Shout out to all the like unofficial band members out there you know what i mean there's like, more than we know for sure oh there's oh there's so many dude um i know this is weird but like uh zachary garen's father uh is like used to be best friends with the guy who like wrote all these classics i can't remember all of them but sitting at the dock of the bay dude like you know, wow. and, yeah. he, and he helped write all these amazing hits. And it, just like what we're saying, it, it, he's a complete ghost. Yeah. He gets the royalty checks, but yeah. he, you know, he wasn't the the face of it. That's interesting. Know? I wonder how he, maybe they'll get him on the pod, <laughs> but he's, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure no, he's no. okay with it. Get Zach, get Zach on the podcast. Yeah. He'll, he, he'll do it. Fuck. He loves doing podcasts. Hell yeah. Um, and ask him about that. Say, Kurt said your dad was friends with some guy it's that ghost writer sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll he'll probably tell you his name and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, it's funny how yeah. that works out. Yeah. But you know, I guess music industry, there's there's no rules. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, what's that like? Uh, What's that iconic photo? It's like Kurt Cobain and Tupac Shakur and somebody else are all standing. At, they're probably at some award show, you know, and like they, they, they snapped a pic and it's like an iconic picture. I can't, yeah. I can't remember, yeah. but it, it's, it's Tupac and Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Shit. Dude. So what have, what have you been up to this past year? Like, cause it's, I, I know you as a road dog. I, know, I mean, a great musician vocalist, but like you're a fucking you're a road dog like through yeah. and through like you're on the road <laughs> i don't know four to six months out of the year is that safe to say sometimes more but yeah. usually at least that yeah, right it's, yeah 
It's your livelihood. It, it, yeah, a lot of, a lot of ways it is, um, you know, just it, the, the road is so weird because, um, I mean, this hasn't been happening, happening recently, but, um, you can go out on a tour and it fucking bombs. Nobody shows up, yeah. Nobody, you know, and that's the, the crazy thing about now is like, I bet you when shows come back, you know, you won't find an empty seat, hopefully. Hopefully that's what will happen. I think is, for a while, uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, uh, so anyways, I, I've been just enjoying myself. <laughs> I mean, obviously scared shitless, just like everybody else. Um, try not to get this, this virus that, um, you know, is airborne and it fucking, you know, you can literally get it and not know you have it and, yeah. have it and not get it and <laughs> just it's a mess everything, you know? we've, we've been told so many different things and so that has obviously not been fun and everybody knows that and that it's that's obvious um but uh i've been trying to just do other things um i teamed up with uh two of my best friends um sunshine yates uh his name isn't really sunshine but we call him call him sunny okay uh but yeah uh him and uh another friend named uh eric fodge he's uh he's an engineer um and he's really really fucking smart and so we've kind of all teamed up and made this company called big wave industries and uh Basically, it's a it's a merchandise company for the bands that I work with, um, and you know anybody else really. Uh, but that's basically what we're calling, you know, what we do. Big way, yeah. Um, Is it a storefront too? We're we're thinking about it. Uh, right now, we we do have like a shop. Yeah, I've seen you post it. Yeah we have a shop and clients do come in, but we're not really open to the public, so to speak. We're on a really busy street. Um, and so a lot of people come up and ask what it is. Um, and we have a sign, uh, a pretty big sign now. Uh, we did one of those like decal stickers. So it's like the entire fucking window and it's, it's got our logo on there. And, uh, yeah, just the local people have come up and asked what we do. And we kind of go, uh, <laughs> we're a merch uh, company. We, you know, we work with bands and, um, but it's really like, it's been really cool to uh, just take any creative idea that we have and make it into a reality and, and sell it. Um, and so we all kind of have different roles like me obviously like i've established um somewhat of a fan base and so i can say hey guys um i really like this product and you might like it too you know what i mean yeah um so it's been it's been easy that way um and so eric kind of me and him will think of something same thing with sunny sunny will think of uh an idea and we'll just go all right let's do it how do we how do we figure out how to do this 
Um, like when you say, so when you say merch, is it like apparel or just like kind of anything? Like nothing's off limits? Nothing off, nothing's off limits. We want to do a clothing line. Um, we're, we're putting out cassette releases right now. That's cool. kind of our first thing that we've been doing is lots of cassette releases. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it because, you know, we now I can just, you know, I can use my phone and say, Hey, I just posted a new song. Uh, but not only that, you can go on my website and you can buy the cassette that comes with the digital version and like, I'll sign it or something, you know? Yeah. And, and so there's that tangible thing that, um, that, that people desperately want right now. Um, for sure. For me, it's like an obsession with skateboards. Like I have been buying, yeah, a lot of skateboards. And uh, that was another, that was another um, idea that we just had. It's like, well, let's make a skateboard mount for the wall. Cause there's really not that. I mean, there is some out there, but like, let's make our own. Right. Yeah. And so, um, we're making skateboard mounts so you can like go on our website and buy, you know, a skate mount for the skateboard that you don't want to skate or the one that you skated so much and you just can't get rid of. Right. Yeah. You, you have to, like, it's a piece of art now. It's part of you. Um, that's cool, man. So I think skateboarding culture is like, in like it's essential with to music and like punk rock and like just music and counterculture so it means a absolutely. lot absolutely like i grew up like i i aggressive inline right but i had friends that skateboarded and we had like a boom box i just remember yeah. like sh like go to the the parking lot of the grocery store a little boom box blasting like pennywise or like hopes fall or some shit and just like yeah. hanging out so yeah that it's cool to incorporate that because it, it helps like i think foster some kind of community too so you know what I should do? And I'm glad, I'm glad that I have this idea on your podcast, but I think I'm going to have a t-shirt design of a skateboard and a Marshall cab on the top of the skateboard. You know what I mean? Because yeah. every fucking touring musician is going to go, I, I have done that before. You know what I mean? And yeah. that really is, you're right. The, um, the, the crossing of the of the paths really uh skateboarding and counterculture like you said and music because i brought my skateboard on tour and it was such a multi-tool it was such a swiss army knife of things that like you know okay before i go out on tour i need you know my backpack my my luggage or whatever my my laptop and, and my skateboard, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. for one, I have defended myself with a skateboard. I have gotten myself, you know, transportation, obviously, you know, you can still go five miles on a fucking skateboard and it'll take you, you know, uh, not as long, especially in a fucking busy ass, you know, New York city or something like that. Yeah. You can get around on a skateboard way quicker than you can hail in a cat for sure. You know? So, you know, and then uh, like the third one, it's like, I have something heavy that I need to transport from the van 
to yeah it's perfect stage right there you just put that fucking guitar cab right on the skateboard yeah and it's got grip tape on the bottom it's perfect hell yeah yeah and uh so yeah skateboarding i mean i started skateboarding when i was 13 and all of my friends in middle school frankenstein to skateboard together and that's how i started skateboarding like hey does anybody have a deck oh yeah i got a shitty deck you can have you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's does awesome. anybody have any trucks i've got some like completely almost broken trucks here you go you know what i mean and yeah. like and you piece together your skateboard and your mom goes where did you get that <laughs> and you're like i got it from school and, the, and she's literally like how what and you're like I swear I did not steal it. Like they gave me all the parts and I put it together. Like, yeah, so <laughs> it's cool, man. So there's going to be like incorporated into, uh, into the place. Big wave. Yeah. So big wave, um, is getting into, uh, heat press skateboard manufacturing. So, uh, the same with like a t-shirt, like a silk screen or whatever. Um, there are different methods on how to make a t-shirt. There's different methods on how to put the, the, uh, the artwork on the skateboard. Yeah. Um, and right now there's like a huge, uh, demand for not the boards, but how to get the graphic on the board. Um, and unfortunately a lot of companies, they, um, they go to like China, and uh it's obviously you know that's not good um yeah and dude for a lot of reasons not to sidetrack but even like the the vinyl industry like for records like yeah most of the plants aren't in america like there's really not there's a small handful like um i know a to z and pirates are both california offices but they both go to like uh chechia or like czech republic So it's just, it's interesting, but I I like, I I appreciate that idea of like trying to keep it in house and like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of our, our, uh, our thinking is like, how can we make things green and how can we, um, you know, do things in, in, in America versus going to, you know, sweatshops and whatnot. And like, I'm not going to lie, like some of the stuff that we're doing, we're going to have to go over there because that's, it's, you literally can't get around it. But um, in areas that we can, we, we want to do that. And, it, and uh, the skateboarding uh, uh, heat press manufacturing, we're basically building the machine here. Cool. Because nobody, because nobody has one here. I mean, they, they either do, and it's and and you know it costs a, a shit ton of money and like you know it's only like one manufacturer you know what i mean yeah so um it's it's incredible there's a skate shop right down the street from where i live and it's been there for years and they're struggling to stay open just like every other store out there right yeah. they're a mom and pop shop and i go in there and i buy a skateboard you know even if i don't need one at just to you know support the freaking local shop and um we somehow got on this topic with the owner and uh the owner's name's kelly and he's he's a fucking dope ass dude um and 
he was saying that I've got a shit ton of boards, but I can't get my graphic on the boards. It's a huge wait time. It's like a five, six month turnaround to wow. get, you know, and I'm sure it's even more now that the dumb fuck in the Suez Canal fucked up all the yeah. production. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's probably even longer now. Yeah. Right. So he's like, I've got blank decks all day long. I can get those from Canada. No big deal. I've got to send them to China to get them heat press manufactured. That's nuts. Yeah. And so a lot of skate shops are in this predicament. And he goes, as soon as you get your, your machine, I want to see it. Like, as soon as you get this thing up and running, I want to see it. Um, because yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start doing it right now. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And, man. and so, yeah. So if we can get that and, and uh, another thing Kelly said, the owner was like, I would much rather go to you guys, you know, people that live in Placerville, you know, uh, you know, that, part of the community. Yeah. Well, part of the community. I would much rather go and spend my money where I know it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's a local, you, you know, you're helping somebody else out. So we're really thinking about ideas, uh, like that. Um, another idea that we have, I don't know if I should even talk about it, but, uh, it's basically, um, <laughs> we're calling it like our hipster beer basically, because we want to make beer, but there's, um, a lot of CO2 emissions that go along with uh, packaging the beer okay. and then also um, bringing the wort up to a certain temperature. People also use CO2 uh, for that. And so instead of thinking of um, a solution for that, the, the state just taxes the companies. So it's like, uh, pretty much almost every beer that you buy other than Sierra Nevada, uh, basically has this CO2 tax that they have to pay, um, because they bottle their shit and they, they use CO2. Well, my buddy, Eric, you know, that made this company, he's, he's got a couple ideas on how we can make a fucking, you know, a, a beer we can package the beer and we can brew the beer without co2 and so you know it people it, you know when when you're at a bar or something like that and there's one beer that is bad for the environment and there's one beer that's doing good yeah you know what i'm saying like people want to be as conscious as they can for at the most convenience still like right. if it's, if it's yeah. fucking right there, they'll go with that for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing this last year is like, we've got like four or five other ideas, um, that we want to make. We want to make, uh, we want to make vocal pedals specific for me. So like cool. a big wave Kurt Travis vocal pedal. Yeah. We want to do uh big wave amplifiers. We want to do amps. Cool. Man. Um yeah, I mean just anything. Um but uh there's some there's definitely some things that are taking precedent. Um so yeah. Yeah, I mean I the idea of like having like a hub for like all the 
things you want to try and having three different people kind of coming from different places and yeah. like figure out logistics for different things. Like, you know, you have people, you know, from music stuff or artists, right. That the other people yeah. might not know. So I, I think it's a, a cool idea and I hope it does really well, man. That sounds Thanks, awesome. Man. Dude, my, yeah. Uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, right? Like you got to do something. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering how, because it's like, you know, there hasn't been live music for a year. So it's, it's I've be been hard. getting really creative uh as far as merchandising my own stuff um you know i obviously i you know i got shirts for sale i, I saw did, the uh, uh the handwritten posters were really cool the lyric sheets those are super popular yeah and um <laughs> like they're really saving my ass right now like good man um and uh yeah uh, just getting creative also uh just royalties from from other records that I've done. Well, you've have uh, enough. You have enough now in the catalog where it's like, even if it's a shitty fraction, like you times that by like ten or fifteen, and like you're doing okay, you know. So yeah, I'm getting to the point where it's like, I'll hit a month where I'm like, oh shit, I don't know how I'm gonna make it, and then, boom, another royalty check hits, and I'm like, oh, thank God, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that that's great though that's great so, yeah, yeah yeah so i've been just yeah i've just been trying to do t-shirts and like i said uh the cassettes have been selling really well um yeah, I, I i give you credit for your innovativeness because it's it's hard to be a working musician people, it is people used to ask like because you know we were working through asking like oh so you guys are all like just doing this band, right? It's like, no, dude, like I have work. Like it's a Tuesday. We're playing in Connecticut. I'm going home after this. I'm going to fucking work. Like, it's very hard to make ends meet and you got to do whatever you can to like make it happen. So yeah, respect for like just trying new things, you know? Yeah. So it's fun. I've been, I've been watching this, this show on HBO called crashing. Have you seen yeah. That's about like being a stand up comedian, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, shit goes so wrong for the main character like his wife cheats on him he loses his house like he's like on the streets for a little bit like he befriends Artie Lang <laughs> like and Artie Lang like lets him stay like at his house one night or whatever and um there's a lot of like cool cameos like com like Sarah Silverman fucking there's a bunch of them but uh oh yeah it's uh pete holmes right and judd apatow i think yes cool. yes yeah and i related super hard to the struggle that that guy goes through and it, it, you know obviously it was a little uh theatrical because you have to um yeah. but like seeing a comedian just bomb and and that like that you know what i mean because they have yeah. certain scenes like where he does so bad and like you know this other comedian does so fucking bad and like uh <laughs> just, you just i relate it, to it because dude, it's, it's definitely yeah you, you sometimes you yeah oh, sorry go on yeah i was gonna say no, sometimes no. you like sometimes you just eat shit for a while you know and it's just fucking hard yeah and it's like you know you know you're good at what you're doing and it's just not working out yet so you totally dude, dude like, like you're you're you know you're older than me you know yeah it, yeah. it gets fucking real man it's hard yeah so, yeah yeah 
Yeah, and shit catches up to you too. Like, um, I, I don't even fucking drink anymore, man. Like, I'm, I, I just decided. Uh, it's been pretty. It's been recent. It's like, uh, I think I'm two months without. Oh without fuck a yeah! Drink. Congrats, that's great. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, and um, I still smoke weed and shit, but hell, hell yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta do something, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I quit doing the, the booze and, um, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like not touring and stuff and being home. Like you really, you, that's when you want to drink more. <laughs> you, yeah. you thought, you thought I drank a lot when I was on tour, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it, those are, you know, you drink in good times and you drink in bad times and yeah. that, you know, that translates. And so, yeah, like I'm older and I'm, I'm trying to focus on, on, um, on, you know, my career and, and, you know, it's like no more bullshit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's man. like no more yeah. fucking around. You got to actually do, do some shit. And it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you make a record and you don't think anything of it. And then people just like, they love it and they put it up on this pedestal and you're like, wow, now the pressure's on. Now I'm, now I'm going to try now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now I'm going to try because I have people's uh, attention. Um, and sometimes that's harder, you know, like just going in and winging it is, is a lot less stressful. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you like get in your head or like feel psyched out ever when it's like time to get in the studio? Dude, every time I, 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 I can't escape it. Um, I love to hate it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I love what I do. I love when it's done. <laughs> I love the part when you're listening back and you're like, it's perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I hate it. Ugh. I hate a lot of the pressure and the, uh, and just, I don't know, just once you record that it's there forever and you put it out and you have to listen to it and people are going to like it and people aren't going to like it. And some people are going to make fun of it. And you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. just everything, everything that comes along with putting yourself out there. And yeah, um, dude, that, uh, that brings me to something I, I want to talk about because I, I was listening to your last um, solo album and I thought the track hometown was like a really interesting perspective on everything that yeah. I think people kind of overlook. Cause like, DGD fandom and that whole universe it runs very deep and like yeah. pretty dirty and it works out well for everyone like and it's well earned but you know there's some times where I feel like you face things that some people might not have to deal with <laughs> yes yes there was a time when there wasn't a day that went by that somebody didn't ask me about Johnny Craig yeah i mean it's 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 been a very recent thing you know what i mean like people don't ask me about johnny craig anymore um because it's so fucking old like it's, it's very old it's been eight it's been 18 years or some shit like that <laughs> <clears throat> well I, I take that back it's it's been like 
maybe 14 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's a long time, man. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you guys know each other. I'm sure you're, you're fine, but it's not like, it's not like yeah. you're talking to him every day. Like, oh, no. well, you were both in this band, like, you know. And yeah, just because I, just because I know Johnny doesn't mean that like, I know how he's doing or if I, you know what I mean? Shit like that. And, um, and yeah, just like, it just goes with the territory or somebody saying like, Hey, Kurt, are you, you're rock solid. Like, Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm rock solid. I know. I, I know I made that song and yeah. Yeah. it's like stamped in time. It's like, at no, I am not comparing myself to Dave Chappelle, but it's like, it's like going up to Dave Chappelle and saying, I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. And then, and then expecting a reaction out of Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's just trying to fucking live. Like if you walk up to him <laughs> on the street, he's like, dude, I'm trying to live my life. Like, you know? Oh, there's this one time where this kid was ecstatic to see me. Literally, I thought he was going to piss himself or whatever. I took a picture with him. And this was at South by So What? So it was, it was the, the Dallas, Texas festival or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think he knew that like I followed him or something like that. But anyways, I see the picture that we have together and the caption says, just took a picture with the worst DGD vocalist. What the fuck, man? Like and you and I remember you and you came up and you were shitting your pants just to meet me. Yeah. And then they wanted to get a joke. And, and then that was. Dick. That was immediately their reaction afterwards. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a dig at this person. You know what I mean? Well, like, dude, it's almost like they, they don't see you as a person, which is kind of what the fucking song is about, like hometown, but it's like, they, right. you're more like an idea of this, like icon, like to, to these people that are like, you know, super, I don't want to say obsessed or like whatever, but like, just, yeah, you know, so super giddy to meet you and then they could like take their shot and be think that it's fine because you'll never see it or like oh you're famous and everything's great for you anyway because people yeah. love you <laughs> oh, dude you're like a, a person man <laughs> like yeah so and yeah i i remember when i first joined dance gavin dance nobody knew who the fuck i was at all nobody knew who, who i was and all they knew was i was replacing their their favorite singer you know what i mean and it was like YouTube was out, but it, it was, you know, it was fairly new. And I remember this girl uh, made her whole post was about how she's not feeling me at all as yeah. a vocalist. Yeah. And that Johnny Craig is, is the true singer of Dance Gavin Dance. Like, dude, I, <laughs> yeah, like I endured like some crazy shit that's like some hazing and like you know you're you're an artist you're subject to criticism right and you should be totally. fine with it yeah but when it's like almost like personal attacks just based on nothing like <laughs> yeah it's fucking weird man i mean and for all those people out there that that you know they that this is what they want to do they they want to they they want to play rock and roll they want to play post-hardcore they want to play you know, this, this math Rocky scene that we have or whatever. Um, 
just know like you're going to be under a magnifying glass people yeah. and you you're going to have to um you you're going to have to deal with it um and it's all part of it it's all part of the part of the job if you fuck up you look like an idiot but if you do really good then you look like <laughs> you know yeah. and it's going to be both you're yeah. going to you're going to eat shit and you're going to look cool too. Uh, you know, there's. Yeah. You're human, man. Like there's, yeah, gonna, there's going to yeah. be upside downs for sure. Yeah. It's so just, it's just when that, like the downs are like, just like frozen in time forever. And like, Oh you know, my God. You no, know, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's gotta be hard. Yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah. So do you feel some of that in the studio? Like, do you, like, do you now with like as accomplished as you are musically, do you still feel like, I got to live up to this or else I'm going to let people down. One, 100%. Yeah. Cause I think the day that I lose that is, is the day that, you know, I truly don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you want, you want to feel pressure to do good for sure. Yeah. 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 You want to be nervous before the spelling bee, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you should be anyways, you know, totally, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that I, I try not to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I try not to think about <laughs> that this is going to, uh, you know, be forever. Um, yeah. You know what else I think too is I think of, am I going to be able to pull this off live? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another thing is like, oh, maybe I should dip this note down. <laughs> sure. sure. Because, yeah, I mean, you can do it in the studio when you're trying it, you know, fucking 20 times. Um, but are you going to are you going to be able to nail it every single time? That's in a set on your 10th night of tour or your 20th night of tour on four and a half hours sleep and like yeah. shitty fast food. Yeah, yeah. Those those are the things I think about the most. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it it totally sucks. It's like um you get on, you know, uh the in-ear monitors definitely help, but uh yeah, when I wasn't doing in-ears which is prop it's it's the majority of my career. I didn't I didn't use in-ear monitors at all. Wow. Um, but yeah, if you had a bad monitor night, the guy, if the guy, you know, just fucked your setup and he didn't care, which was most nights, yeah. Um, your, your voice was just so much more tired, uh, the next day. Yeah. And so, you know, you're going for that note that, that gives you grief anyways. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is. It's tough. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another thing I think about when I'm in the studio is like, shit, am I going to be able to pull this off? <laughs> well, you want it to translate live. Cause you know, you want to put on a good show too. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's and not, there you know. are little tricks. There's little tricks. Um, like, you know, uh, you can have your band tune like a half step down. Yeah if you're, if you're having a lot of trouble for a day and, and are just like, bro, there's no way I'm going to hit this note. Um, you know, that, that is in your back pocket. You can, you know, it, and, and it kind of depends on your musicians, obviously, but 
I feel like with an angles or something, you guys could just take the capo. Like. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know? done. yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you guys love your capos. Me oh, too. they love I, them. I love capos. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I, I don't, the open tuning shit bugs me eventually. Cause it's like, it, it's all the same chord, just like rooted, you know? So right. Right. It works for this new album because I got on their ass about it a lot. Like, yo, you can't just always hit open. It's going to kind of all sound the same, but uh, <laughs> good, good. I mean, yeah, I'm the bully of the band. <laughs> Someone has to be, but I, I am too. I really am. And uh, it, it doesn't come as nicely from the singer as it does the drummer <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it, it, it comes off as kurt you're being a douchebag right now <laughs> you, you want it to be the best it could be it's your fucking it's your passion totally. it's who you are you know it's this playing yeah. music is so much of our identity you know so you don't well, dude, and, and another thing too is whenever i listen to music i'm always like I'm always thinking like, is this going to grab people? Is, is, is this um, energetic enough? You know what I mean? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this like, just, uh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what I want it to sound like. And if it doesn't have just that blow you away feeling, then yeah, go ahead and scrap it. Yeah. Unless it's a ballad, you know what I mean? You can have slow songs on the album you know i prefer it you know you have to have a spectrum but if you're going for it and it's not as cool <laughs> you know Scrap what i mean it. yeah for yeah. sure do you usually write like how many songs will royal, royal coda write for like a full length yeah so i think this time this last record i think they wrote 14 songs yeah and I whittled it down to 10 or something like that. Cool. It was, maybe it was 15. Yeah, that's what you have to do, though. But you know, you yeah, gotta... I, I, I chose the ones that I that I liked. And there was even a, a, a time when I was like, guys, I'm really worried because I only like four out of these, <laughs> like, nine songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And But we were able to, like, okay, well, if you change this part, just this part if you can change that to something else the whole the whole song's fine you know what i mean yeah and there were little things like that cool um so you have to do you know it's like constantly writing and refining and cutting the fat and then adding more fat and writing and just like that's how you get the best result you it's know like it's crazy too yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy too is fucking as soon as i said that to them they wrote like four or five songs that were just complete bangers. You know what I mean? Like, because I said something negative, they were like, you know, like, and they- <laughs> The spite, yeah, yeah. You need and the fire really, Yeah, they wrote like two or three songs that I was like, oh my God, these are the best songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it, 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 uh, it was like, okay, well then as, now that we have those incredibly killer songs and then we have two of these that I like, I'll be able to f fuck with this other one that I'm, you know, not as happy with, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, when, uh, I, well, let me, let me ask this. What do you miss about playing shows right now? 
um, besides all of it, because it's like literally it's your job. You miss going to work, but this is going to sound really weird, but I have the most vivid dreams about playing a show, but I never get to actually play it. Um, and I can hear like the drummer checking the kick drum. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 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 <laughs> Snare. Crack. Crack. Rap, bop, bop, bop. You know, like, yeah. And, and it, every, every next, like Tom one, Tom two, I get more anxious in my dream. Like, because I'm, I'm backstage looking for something that I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wake up and I, it's, it's like, we're on stage. I'm fucked. And then I wake up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's terrifying. (laughs) I just, yeah, I miss actually getting to play the shows in, in, in my dreams. And then in also in real life, but I guess what I miss the most is, um, just getting to see everybody just getting to see like people that are um extremely supportive of what you do and um yeah just being able to because you know you see you see the numbers obviously you see the numbers on spotify you're like oh cool that's really cool but um yeah it's something else to just see the people's faces that are directly supporting what you do um and yeah i can't believe i'm saying that because there's so many drunk people that are like (laughs) we're gonna do a shot they don't even ask you if you want a shot they go we're gonna do a shot we're gonna do a shot right now what are you (laughs) yeah we're doing it let's go beat you it's yeah. like guys like i have to work I, I, I can't do a shot with you yeah yeah put on a show yeah. but then there's that point in the tour where you're like you know what fuck it let's just get fucking drunk <laughs> <laughs> and then you're backstage going oh shit i'm too drunk i need to sober up as fast as i possibly can <laughs> i used to always have this uh this thing where I could drink as much as I wanted, but you know, within reason, like I could just keep drinking or whatever. But then when doors, when doors opened, that was it. I, I had to switch to water after that. You know okay. what I mean? Kind of when fair. doors opened, I had to like, okay, that was like the, Oh, all right. Time to, you know, <laughs> yeah, flip, flip the switch get ready to- time to switch to fucking water so i can play a good show <laughs> <laughs> um, oh but what- yeah it's i no bullshit it's it's the people i i miss everybody i i miss all all my friends that i see all over the country um i miss playing skate with with fans and in, in the parking lot and stuff and I miss the camaraderie of the bands that you're on tour with and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, um, all the different foods you get to eat, like the, you know, New York bagels and the fucking Torchy's tacos, and the, <laughs> you know, just the hole in the wall spots that you find from all from just going every time. Yeah. You know, you got to get your water burger. You got to get your fucking, you know? Yeah, for sure your in and out and uh, your California burrito and San Diego and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, for me, touring is, I don't like it very much. <laughs> I, I just, it's really hard. It's hard. It's, uh, it is. It's yeah. an endurance round and I'm only getting older and older and older, but I, I do really, really enjoy it. And um, I'm looking forward to getting back on the road for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's like love hate. Cause like yeah. you're uncomfortable, your back hurts, at least for me, my fucking back hurts. Like dude, tired. Yeah. That's usually one of the things that happens on tour is I'll throw up my back, uh, lifting something and yeah. And then I got to go and be crazy up on stage. It's like, it, it, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And that's kind of why a lot of musicians, I feel like they try and numb that pain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They look to drugs and they look to alcohol and they look to other things so that they can keep the show on the road so that they can, you know, humans aren't meant to do the same thing every single day over and over and over and over and over. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. It isn't. And, and it's like, you know, <laughs> doing the same thing and expecting different results. <laughs> I mean, that, isn't that the definition of insanity? It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a touring musician. You know, you're, you're doing the exact same thing and you're trying to do it as best you can. Yeah. Um, it's funny because for me, like the most I've been out is like maybe a month, like two weeks here, two weeks there. Yeah. Like with like a few days in between or like three weeks. I think the longest tour I ever did was like 20 Did days. invalids go to fucking Japan or some shit? Or? U- UK. Dude, UK. Okay. I, I have fucking Crohn's disease. Our driver is oh. taking us to Tesco. I'm eating like soy hot dogs and shit. I got sick, man. It sucked. <laughs> Honestly. Oh. It was rough. It was really rough. Like, because it ended at Arc Tangent, which was yeah. sick. But like we're sleeping in a tent. I'm eating festival food. I brought like a protein blender. I'm trying to make smoothies, but it's just like, it was was very hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no desire to leave America ever again. (laughs) I mean, I'll go to Canada for like a weekend or something, but like, I don't know. I got The overseas tours are always the hardest, dude. Like everything you know is right is different. Like even the doors, they don't open the fucking same way. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like- and you can't drive anywhere. I didn't have service. Yeah, yeah, you just hard. look stupid and people are looking at you. And like, I remember I, I would just try not to open my mouth and say anything. Because if I didn't open my mouth, people might think that I'm from <laughs> Europe. <laughs> but as soon as I say something, they're going to yeah. be like, oh, damn okay. Yankee over here. You're yeah. a fucking American and we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I met some cool ass people. And I I did have fun. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, but I, I just got sick. And after once I was sick, I was like, "Fuck this! I want to go home." Oh, dude, and you are so fucking far away from home. Yeah, yeah, and I have that, I can't uh, fly home for another three days. And it's like, what do I eat? I'm supposed to play a show. Like, yeah. it's it's hard, man. Especially for me, like you know, I can get pretty sick if I don't take care of myself. So right, it's right. tricky. Yeah, so. But man, that, yeah, that adds a whole nother element to it. And like, I know people that go out on tour that, you know, they have diabetes or whatever, or they have, you know, some sort of, uh, condition that just makes that shit just even harder for people to do. Yeah. And so I, I tip my hat to those people for sure. Cause that takes fucking determination, you know? So yeah, a lot of planning, a lot of planning. Definitely. So, but I I have to go out. 
you know, I have to hit the road as much as I can. But, but for me, it's like, I, I still cherish like all as much time as I can get out. I think if I was out for six months out of the year, or it'd be, it, you know, I would still love it, but it would be a little bit of a job at times, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chances are you're out for six months. You're fucking human. You know, you're going to feel low some days, you know? So. Yeah. I get exceedingly crankier as I go. Like the first week I'm always like, super ready to talk to fans, super ready to, you know what I mean? And, and then by the end of it, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so sick of this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and the, the other thing is, is it's like, you're a, you're like a gypsy, you know what I mean? Like you're just this fucking tumbleweed in the wind. You, you know, you watch people go to work in the morning. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Have you, I'm sure you've had this experience where you're holding your pillow and you're holding your, 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 like your sleeping bag and all your shit. And you just got out of somebody's house and there's like a family getting in their car to go to work and go to school. And you're going back to your van. Yeah. It's a, tri- <laughs> it's a trip. It like fucks with my head. Yeah. And they, and they look at you too. They look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like they look at you like, what could you possibly doing? That's, that's positive. Yeah. And you want to just be like, Hey, I'm not a dirt bag. I'm actually kind of successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah. You forget, like I see it trips me up. Like when we're driving and I see people on their commute and I'm like, Oh, everyone else is just living their life. And I'm like in a traveling circus right now. <laughs> yeah. We're exempt, bro. We're, we're, we're in between society at that point. Yeah. It's wild. But <laughs> I miss it. That's for sure. I know. I know yeah, you do too. I, I definitely miss it. I definitely miss it. And I can't wait till, you know, bands can, can uh, play again. And I think that, um, you know, with all this pandemic and, and, and nonsense that that's been going on in uh, our country, I think a lot of, you know, good music is going to come out of it. And so, I think so. A lot of people had a lot of time to write. Yeah. So, and it, it sucks, but I think a lot of artists and bands are like, well, why should I, release anything right now like it you know yeah i mean people are going to listen to it but that's it like you can't really promote you can't set up big events where you know yeah it's just touring is a very big part of it yeah so and i don't think people even realize how much you know that that supplements our income but uh yeah i mean people just don't know man they they don't know the struggle yeah it's hard uh, well i think you know going back to what we said before people think you're kurt travis and everything's fucking great all the time man (laughs) and it's like you're working i'm I'm blessed i I am i'm yeah i'm definitely blessed but yeah there's there's things that people don't understand that go go along with it and yeah that that hometown song i really wanted andreas on on a song and he liked that song and uh he sent me kind of like a first draft and it was way more vulgar than the original one okay and i had him tone it down (laughs) yo chill (laughs) yeah (laughs) i had him tone it down but he at that time he was going through um he toured very heavily he toured heavily 
Yeah. Well, but he was going through like some social media backlash, which was bullshit. Like, um, they were trying to throw him under the bus for like his lyrics not being like, you know. Uh, sure. Yeah. There's whatever. always there's always something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, he's he was too he was too this you know and if you know Andreas like he's literally the, the sweetest man very friendly the one time i met him just cool just down ass dude honestly like and like he respects women and he respects people you know and and like so he he just had like a lot of so that came out that came out in the song a little it did and it was it was around that time i i remember uh we did a tour man maybe maybe i shouldn't tell this story yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have to it's cool <laughs> yeah it's just some girl asked him a very weird question in a uh in like a meet and greet setting so she paid extra money to yeah do a to to sit in on a meet and greet so that she could like <laughs> be like a hard per, like reporter for, yeah. for Andreas. And I'm just sitting there like, holy what do you, fuck. What do you, you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he handled it really well. But uh yeah, I mean like that it just like affected him really hardcore. Yeah, that's um, hard. You know, there's a and mob, what mob. do we do as musicians, right? We we uh we channel it into our music so that you know we get some sort of closure i guess you know what i mean yeah like, yeah it's a therapeutic well, thing it's a humanizing song too i think yeah you know because yeah. it, it is easy to dehumanize people that have more more than you and or like whatever however you want to judge things like that yeah. so yeah you know so their mo mobs can form easily i'm sure we, we all know i've had moms as well like they can just jesus christ i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah man. it's crazy it's crazy out there yeah but i i mean i think what's important is you spread positivity and you do you yeah you're a genuinely good person at the end of the day and that's what counts you know yes i think that is what counts and 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 hopefully you know uh i know we're having kind of a a renaissance if you will about uh, a lot of different topics that you know, haven't really been addressed for a really long time. And it is good that we're uh, trying to hold people accountable, right? Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, but yeah, the, we just really need to be careful on, on how we go about it. That's that's all, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we just I, I have think, to be careful with it. So the most important thing is just having like discourse, like an actual conversation, I think, and seeing where people are at and just, you know, going with what's right for everyone, you know? You, you gotta love you gotta love your neighbor that's for sure you know what i mean dude yeah straight up like as simple as it sounds it's like really you gotta so, love should your be neighbor about that. And, and if people make mistakes they, they they need to be they need to be we need to be able to make mistakes we yeah. need to be able to go oh shit i thought that was good but it's actually not good and here's why it's not good oh okay all right and obviously yeah. I'm not talking about the big ones. <laughs> not, yeah, not, a, of course, man. Yeah, of course. I, I didn't think you were, but you know, as far as like, you know, social things are being said, it's like people, yeah. gotta, it's everyone has different lines and it's like, you got to just yeah. understand that about people, you know, no one's, I would never say anything to try to hurt someone, you know? Sure. Yeah. So shit like that. And I, Music, I, man, music and expression. That's what it's about. Love, yeah. love your neighbor. 
and express yourself. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kurt, uh, let's let's wrap this thing up, man. I appreciate yeah. you, I appreciate you coming on. I hope I hope I catch you at a show whenever they happen again. Um, I'm sure whenever the Royal Coda drops, which it's confirmed that's on Rise. Can we say that? Or it's on yes. Blue Swan, which is an imprint of Rise now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I can say this too. Um, we have we got management. We got shelter shelter management. Cool. Which is um, a guy named Derek Brewer and uh, a guy named Travis Wade. So um, that's really exciting. Uh, I think this management team uh, really, really got Dance Gavin Dance uh, where they are today. Um, cool. They 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 had a big part in it, I think, and um, I think even the fans can. Uh, can see that progression like when uh when mothership hit that was like that was the transition there with from managers you know oh, okay and yeah. Derek brewer fucking killed that release yeah i mean i was so sick of that fucking artwork like i saw i couldn't i couldn't look at my phone without seeing it dude yeah i was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's that's what that's I mean, so oh, uh, anyways, yeah. we got new management and that's, that's, Sick. yeah, we, we got new management and a new label. Um, it and can only help. It can only help, dude. Especially, you know, you guys have been doing it for so long. People, you're yeah. going to, you're going to have your own fans. Every member of the band basically has their own fans too. It's exactly. Almost yeah. a <laughs> super group. So it basically is. Yeah. So I can't, I can't see it like not where I can only imagine it being fantastic when it's out, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're really excited about the future, and um, yeah. But let me um, also say it's very cool because again, age different, not too much. You got a couple years on me, but still, it's it always is reassuring to me seeing someone older in a similar lane. Not to say that you know, not for comparison purposes, but you know, we're both playing in bands uh, and shit. And oh, like, of course, yeah. It it means a lot to see someone that's still doing it with integrity. So thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. What a compliment. Yeah. And dude, and you'll be there too. However, however you guys want to do it, you know what I mean? On of course. Your terms. Yeah. Because yeah. the music is all that matters, right? The music and the people that connect with your music. And um, that's what's, it's, it's just fascinating and amazing to me that we get to live this life and, and, and create music and, you know, um, yeah, man. And for then sure. it's stamped there forever. So hell yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, of course, check out Royal Coda, check out Kurt's solo albums. Kurt, you did a song with Cat Bamboo. I had a Kai on yeah. the last episode. So if you want to hear Kai talk about being Cat Bamboo, and I had Adam from the band Sauce, similar like sounding, nice. not similar sounding, but instrumental guitar. I'm calling them guitar bands. I was I kept I kept ripping on them on the podcast. But, oh, we got guitar guys in the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh <laughs> cool pick time uh, coming, no. from, coming from the drama you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude uh thank you kurt for coming on check out all of kurt's podcasts if you like this podcast you know listen to the other one subscribe whatever cool man all right thanks Super again kurt. fun man hell I love yeah you, dude love you yeah too, tell man. all the boys i said what up of course <laughs> hell yeah all right thanks